Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning into the show. As always, I got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we are coming your way with the 75th edition of the Don't Feel the Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to get into is UFC 214. Uh, this could possibly be the best pay-per-view uh, that comes out this year for the UFC. Uh, this is just an absolute magnificent card. Uh, there's tons of talent on this card. But, well, before we actually get into it, uh, you agree, Darnell? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's finally they're having a card that actually deserves to be on pay-per-view. Uh, it's yeah. been a little bit <laughs> since we've had one of those, so. Uh, but I mean, this is one where probably the, the top fight on the card sells it by itself. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Now, the first fight that we're about to get into is Manua versus Ozdemir. Uh, seen Jimmy Manua before, but I'm not really familiar with, uh, Ozdemir. I know you were telling me you seen highlights of Ozdemir. You saw his last fight, uh, which he was dominated in one in 25 seconds, I believe, and, uh, just handled his business. So, uh, this, what are your expectations for this fight, Darna? Uh, it's, this is a rock'em sock'em robots type fight here. Uh, neither of them are gonna have any intention of going to the ground. Uh, both very good stand-up fighters, uh, which, I mean, from where they come from, that makes sense. Uh, Jimmy Mantle is a Brit, uh, not a lot of wrestling around those parts, and same with Ozdemir coming out of Switzerland. So, uh, <clears throat> it'll be a, a stand-up fight. Uh, I feel like Mantle was a bit more crisp with his striking, uh, more technical. Ozdemir is a little more of a brawler, but real solid, tough fighter. Uh, but if I have to lean one way, I, I go with the technique uh, over over toughness because man, it was toughness tough on his own anyway. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Jimmy in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy as well. Just like I said, I'm more familiar with him. Uh, this would be a good time for Ozdemir to get a uh, nice little following for people that are not really familiar with him. Definitely going to be interested in this fight, uh, especially as you said, both of these guys just got the hands taken in it pretty quickly. So you pretty much, you you believe it's going to be a knockout, right, for Manua? Yeah, first or late first, early second round. Okay. Now, before we're going to get into DC and um, Jones in a little bit, uh, but I know Manua was saying he wanted uh, DC. Um, you think if he wins this, Fight, you think that could put him on to be the number one contender for the uh, championship with uh, DC or possibly Jones, whoever wins the uh, fight? I mean, if just for the fact that he be a somebody that neither of them has ever fought, I guess there's a chance there. But uh, uh, you still like really see somebody gonna, else? Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's earned that yet. Okay. All right. Now, this is one that I was really waiting to see. Uh, we, uh, we, what we have next is Robbie Waller versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, these guys are just awesome, man. This is going to be one. I'm really going to be glued to the screen with these two guys. Uh, these guys are just remarkable in the win and the ring to just finish uh, the fight in any given moment. Uh, just what are your thoughts on this one, Darnell? Yeah, this is like the hardcore MMA fans main event, honestly. Uh, I, I know people are still looking forward to Cormier and Jones, but this is one that a lot of people are sal salivating to watch. Uh, yeah. 
it's two two killers in the ring basically. Uh, both are solid all around, uh, especially standing. But you know, Lawler is a good wrestler. Cerrone uh, has good jujitsu, so they both can handle themselves on the ground. But I don't see a lot of that happening in this fight. I think this is another one where uh, they're both going to be standing up. So can Cerrone get off those leg kicks to start opening up other things, or does Lawler keep marching straight through and laying some of his own? Uh, I, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Now it's uh it's been a little bit uh yeah Lawler hasn't fight since he lost to uh what's his name uh, Dope yeah uh, RDA uh, oh yeah yeah uh so yeah it's this is gonna I'm, I'm kind of gonna be just interested to see if he's gonna how rusty he's gonna be in this uh ring uh because you know usually like when they got that little time off you know that could definitely be some rust uh but the guy's a beast uh you know he can like you said he has a chance he can run through some of those uh. Kicks and punches that uh, Cerrone can have for him, and he can definitely still finish this fight. So that's just going to be something that, um, just for me, I'm going to be just interested in seeing. Yeah, and I mean, both of them have been phenomenal over the last couple of years, but both of them are coming off of losses. Yeah. Uh, Lawler's off of the TKL loss to, to T. Wood and uh, Masvidal. Cerrone lost in Masvidal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and both of them are coming off of uh, TKOs, so they both want to get back on the winning track and try to start steering themselves back towards the top of the division for a possible title fight. So I expect them to leave it all in, in the octagon on this one. Yeah. Now, uh, who do you got, man? Who? I'm I'm just wondering how much ring rust there's going to be for Lawler because, I mean, yeah, he hasn't fought since July 30th of last year, so it's basically a, almost a year to the day yeah. uh, of his last fight. Uh, so, I mean, based on that, I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Cerrone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm feeling the same way, man. Uh, I just like Cerrone's style, you know, he just mixes it up with those, uh, legs kick, leg kicks and, uh, those punches. I think that's gonna be a good way to, uh, just get into, uh, uh, Waller's, uh, just get into Waller. So I'm gonna be expecting him to, uh, be doing major damage with that. And like you said, you just brought up the whole ring rust. Um, that could definitely have a huge effect on fighters, uh, especially if you're returning to fight a guy like Cerrone. Uh, you know, you definitely want to be crisp and everything when you're coming into the ring to fight a guy like that. So, can't really, uh, gotta be prepared at the most level for a guy like Cerrone. So, I'm going with Cerrone. You feeling, uh, knockout? Think it's gonna go up the distance or what? With these two, I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too many decisions on either one of their resumes, so. Feeling the same way, man. Now, up next, we have Cyborg versus um, Evinger. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, this is going to be for... Avenger. Av- Avenger. Uh, this is going to yeah. be for the uh, 145 belts, um, I believe. So, uh, yeah, Cyborg, that's my girl, man. Uh, this fight, I-, I do believe she should walk in there and just handle her business. Uh, but she's a big girl, you know, cutting that much uh, weight. 
can be a problem. So it's going to be interesting just to see if she can uh, just make weight for this fight. But, uh, you know, she, like I said, everything goes right. I, I do respect a quick finish for a cyborg in the, in the octagon. She's just a beast, man. Yeah, uh, this fight is ready-made for her to, you know, for them to showcase her. Uh, the only, I mean, the only issue would be Cyborg herself, like you said, just her issue with making weight. I mean, this is the 145 belt, so this should be a little easier. It's not her trying to drop to 135, and then on the other hand, she's fighting a natural 135 uh, fighter in Tanya Avenger. Yeah. Uh, she was a former uh, Invicta champion. Really, really good fighter. She She's tough, but uh, basically it's the perfect fight for Cyborg. She She's flat-footed with her stand-up. She's a, a decent wrestler, but very little head movement. Like, this one's just set up for Cyborg. It makes quick work. Nice. Yeah, so it's, you know, not really much to add to that. Yeah, I just stay with Phil Cyborg. is going to go in there handle business. As long as she can maintain weight and everything like that, everything is pretty much set for her to get that belt. So, Alright, up next, this fight, I think this is going to be the most interesting fight um, up next. You know, I'm excited for uh, DC and Jones, but just these two styles uh, from these two gentlemen right here, I just uh, think they, it's just going to be interesting to see these two um, and, and the octagon just fight, duking it out, uh, try to get that Belt, either retain it or get it. So, uh, but we, up next we have Tyron Willie versus Damian Maya. Because uh, how you feel about this, man? Uh, it's definitely like you said. This is one of those where which style is going to go here. Uh, Maya is he his bread and butter is on the ground. Yeah, though he's he's gotten a lot better standing, but. Woodley is not somebody to be played with on the feet. Uh, his his hands are he's got basically thunder and lightning <laughs> uh, one yeah. and the other. So uh, so this one's going to be interesting to watch to see if Maya can do enough to get inside to try to get a takedown. But you know Woodley's a strong wrestler himself. Yeah. So I mean if if he's uh, if he gets on top. Uh, he, and, Maya's trying to open up his guard to try to go for submissions. He's still leaving himself open, open. to danger. Still be so, lights out, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this this is going to be a good one to watch. Uh, I think I still favor the champ on it. Uh, I just feel like he, he's he's got more athleticism to him. And when you have two fighters that are this close in talent, that that's usually something you can lean on is uh, the better athlete is probably going to come out on top. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I do believe, uh, you know, Willie's the better athlete. Uh, just ferocious in that ring, man. You know, he can wrestle and go out there and knock you out at any given moment. However, I'm going to roll with my gut on this one, man. I'm going to go with Maya. Uh, that guy just has some nasty Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, I just think if he can manage to get Willie down, and I think he's going to roll with that BJJ uh, the whole entire fight. So I just think he's just going to go up in there, uh, get it, you know, work on those, pass those guards, and just try to get Willie tired um, and try to do his thing because he knows uh, standing up against Willie is going to be lethal. So 
Um, I, I think Maya, man, that, that Brazilian jiu-jitsu of his, I think he's going to get the belt with it. Uh, could be wrong. Like I said, Willie's a beast. Very, um, overlooked, uh, with his talent and what he can bring into the octagon. But I, 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 I got to stick with my gut on this. I just got a feeling Maya's going to pull it off with his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So. Well, Maya's super talented. It's yeah. just, he, he doesn't have your traditional, uh, wrestler's double leg or single leg. Yeah, true. He, his takedowns are drags. Yeah. And it's hard to do something like that to somebody that is a natural wrestler and is as strong as what he is. Yeah, so. he's, yeah. So, like I said, man, I, I got to roll my gut. You know, my gut's telling me Maya, but I will, like I said, I will not be shocked at all if Willie goes up in there and handle business. Uh, he's athletic. Like you said, he can wrestle. Uh, great, uh, wrestling defense. Uh, go up in there and knock you out in any given moment. The dude's a beast, but I'm just, I'm, Rolling with my gut on this one, man. Part of some just telling me Maya's going to pull it off. So, okay, right. just going to have to see Saturday. <laughs> now, up next, uh, we've been waiting for this rematch for a while now, man. But uh, hopefully, we still got some time. I don't want to jinx it, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> DC versus John Jones too. Uh, these two, these two had a remarkable first fight. Uh, very entertaining, uh, but. Been talking a lot of trash. Been a little disappointment uh, with the fights being called off for uh, the second one. But if everything goes right, hopefully this ends up. You know, we we actually see this because you know it was uh, last time we were calling these two. It was like an hour after we recorded the show. Like we found out that Jones and Cormier it got called off uh, due to Jones uh, testing positive. Uh, but like I said, just hopefully everything goes right. I don't want to jinx it, but. Uh, DC versus uh, Jones too, man. How, how you feeling about this one? Oh, this is another one that's just hard to call. Yeah. I mean, my last memory of seeing Jones in the ring, he looked awful for, I mean, compared to the John Jones we know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> just very unimpressive uh, in his fight, but, but it's John Jones. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but it's like on the other hand, though, this is one of the most amazing fighters I've ever seen. So and it's, it's hard to call. And, and Cormier has looked, I mean, every fight since he's won the belt, he's, he's looked great. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this one's hard to call. Uh, like my, my head is saying lean a little bit Cormier just because of, the ring rust factor, but my gut is saying Jones. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way, man. Uh, I'm going to roll with, you know, Jones, my guy, so I'm going to roll with him. But so, you know, I, he is, I, you know, I'm worried about him being rusty, but the thing is, you know, he has beaten this guy. He knows what he needs to do in order to pull off, um, a win against Cormier since he's done it before. So Cormier is going to have to switch it up a little bit. Uh, one thing I was looking at the, um, fight a couple of days ago, uh, Jones was the first person to take, uh, Cormier down in his UFC career. I was kind of, uh, you know, shocked by how Cormier was, uh, just letting him take him down in that, uh, first fight between the two. So I'd like to see just Cormier go up in there and, uh, you know, stick up, uh, for some of them, uh, takedowns, uh, Jones would be trying to, uh, attempt on him. Uh, cause he was taking him down. He took him down a couple of times in that fight. So. I just think yeah. DC, yeah, he's going to have to go up in there and be wary of that. You know, not many people will, Jones is the only person uh, to take him down, uh, I believe. So, 
he's good. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, she definitely should not underestimate him, uh, when it comes to that regard, uh, for this rematch. Yeah, but, but don't, yeah. um, real quick, but don't you, don't you guys think Cormier's hungry for this though? Like, we saw his reaction when he got told that John Jones wasn't able to fight, uh, mm-hmm. the last time. And it, it looks, uh, now granted, each fight your life in the UFC, but he, he reacted on a higher scale than it being just the next fight that he needs to win. Like, yeah. he wanted that fight bad. He wants this one bad. So, like, you know, as much as you guys are saying don't count out Jones just because we haven't seen him in a while, I mean, Cormier wants this more than, more than, a, than a lot of things in his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Cormier wants this fight. He wants to redeem the that blemish on his win loss record. I mean, yeah. He he's he's nineteen in Jones. So yeah. <laughs> so so I, I, he definitely wants to get this one back and I mean I take him at his word. I from watching him fight compare watching him fight Jones that, that first time compared to a lot of his other fights, he he fought with some he fought emotional. Yeah, I can, he, yeah, he I can agree with that, yeah. yeah he, he didn't go in this like this is an opponent that I've studied and trained for to be. This he went in going, I hate this guy and I wanted I, I just I just want to beat him up. Yeah. Where but that's you can't go in and fight somebody that's talented like this without like and and throw away your game plan. And Jones got him frustrated because Cormier was trying for the takedown the whole time but couldn't get it until yeah. until round five. So uh, I think he he's going to come in here a little more, a little smarter, and and yeah, go with yeah. what worked for him. I think he's going to stick more with that dirty boxing that was working for him in the first round, and 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 doing more smothering and and staying inside of that length. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly you know that's what he said. He's planning on doing like he told Jones yeah. his game plan. You know he's going to be coming for him. You know early and keep going at it. So yeah, early enough. Yeah. You know, but it's it's kind of an interesting point, though, because, like, you made it earlier, Darnell, you know, the fact that a lot of times in the fight, they'll take athleticism. You know, if the guys seem to be pretty even matched, you just go to the straight athleticism. And a, a part of me feels like John Jones is one of the only guys that could step into the ring, you know, cold turkey, and act like he hasn't skipped feet. Like, I, I feel like he's just one of those guys where time doesn't necessarily affect him. Now, I'm not saying, like, he can't train, but yeah. I mean, you have to train, you have to get your body prepared, but I feel like if anybody could come off a long hiatus like this, it would be him. Yeah. yeah. Totally so, agree. Yeah, you know, just kind of just like I said, you know, Jones, he knows the formula to beat DC. Uh, he, like I said, he beat mm-hmm. him. He was the one that gave him that blemish on his record, so uh, DC, he's going to be the one that's going to have to, you know, reevaluate his game plan a little bit. So that's how I feel going into that. Taking it back to the the emotions from last fight, as far as the uh, the media interaction, it, does it seem like Jones is the one that's more just like pissy? Yeah, man. This like, time yeah. around. You got the shaved head and everything, man. I was like, yeah, yeah dude, he's just all silent well, and, you know. Well, how, how much of that do you think John Jones is <laughs> trying to clean up his image a bit? Clean up? Well, but I, I, I feel like he's being more of an a-hole than ever. Oh, no, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That was, 
I was thinking the other way around. My fault. That is very true. I, I think part of it too, man, with DC, I think he matured a little bit and just his like little beef with Jones. I think he already knows. He just knows, man. Hey, Jones yeah. is the guy that fucked up. He's the one that ran yeah. into the pregnant lady. He's the one that, you know, yeah. cocaine and doing all this stuff. If people like me or they hate you or they hate me, you know, I'm still the champ right now. So yeah. I just got to go up in there and handle business. You know, he had no control over. You know, Jones doing any of that stuff. So he's a champ. You know, we'll find out who's a better man from Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, I think that's just his attitude right now. I still yeah. think he wants to beat that ass, of course, but they all, um, <laughs> you know, but you know, just real fast, I guess what I meant when Jones, like, how much is it like him trying to show like he hasn't been out as long as he has? Like he, you know, I guess we're going to get into it later with like the McGregor and, uh, Mayweather saga, it, it, you know, all this stuff, it's the fight before the fight. Yeah. You know, and like, I just feel like Jones is trying to like get the early win in, you know, the press conference round, <laughs> if you will. You know? be, man. But, but, I, is, man. but I think Cormier is in a good spot. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think he's comfortable. I, I yeah, don't think he's that. too worried. Yeah, I get that too. I mean, he he seems like himself. I mean, mm-hmm. there there's a different level when it comes to these two, just because oh um, yeah, they legit just they don't like they, each other. Yeah. This yeah. this isn't the show of McGregor Mayweather. This is yeah. kind of these guys really don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but but yeah, I mean, I feel like Cormier definitely feels like the more relaxed fighter going into this. Too. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, I had Jones. Uh, you had, uh, did you have Jones too, Darnell? Yeah. Okay. I, and, I don't want it, but I, I'm <laughs> Well, you said, you, yeah, you said, you know, you still like empty on everything. Like, uh, your heart saying this, yeah. Why I'm saying that. Uh, but Ty, how you feeling, man? You there, Ty? Uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna go Daniel Cormier. Um, okay. Just, just kinda, you know, we were talking earlier, we, we feel, you know, Cormier is himself. We think he's gonna be smarter this go around. Um, he looked great in his last fight. Um, seemed like he just I, kept getting better and better at shaking. Yeah. Like yeah, he's, yeah, you know, so I, I, I just think he just has the world of confidence right now. Um, you know, there, there's a lot on the line here. I mean, he doesn't want to lose to Jones again. Uh, he doesn't want to lose to a guy that hasn't been in the ring for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there's a lot riding on it here. But uh, I think cooler heads will prevail here. And I think Formier's just going to be smart, stick to his game plan, pick his spots. And uh, I think he'll he'll take the W here. Yeah. I would definitely not mind seeing in a... Uh DC Jones three, so whoever yeah, you know, yeah. A rubber match <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't now, think anybody. I don't think anybody would mind that. Yeah. Now let me ask uh, you this, uh, Ty. You can chime in too if you yeah. want to ask something. But this whole DC Jones thing, man. Uh, DC has been, you know, looking like a bad guy. You know, for really no apparent reason at all. If he ends up winning this, uh, do you feel as if some fans would? get uh, back to being on his side uh, instead of, like, you know, booing him and stuff like that? Or do you think it's basically just sealed that 
people who just hate DC. Ah. Uh. I just doubt it because because so many people still just love Jones even with all of his transgressions. I think that would just or give more reason to hate DC. Yeah, but but I I think he would be fine with as many boos as they throw at him if he was to like, especially if he was to stop Jones. Yeah, like if he he TKO'd him or something, he I I think he would smile and take those boos. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. brought it up, man, because, you know, like I said, we was talking about the wrestling stuff, but DC has some freaky power in his hands, so. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, Ty, uh, go ahead. yeah, you know, fans will be fans no matter what. They're going to like who they like, hate who they hate, even if there's no rhyme or reason to it. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think for me winning this fight's going to, all of a sudden fans are going to go, oh, I, I actually like this guy, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, you know, he might gain the respect of some people, but I don't necessarily know that he's going to gain fans over it. Yeah. Or or lose, or lose fans, either way. Yeah. Because, you know, I just think the guy got a bad rap in a way, you know, just with how, you know, fans have treated him. Uh, Very clean cut, you know, just went in the ring, handled his business. He had no control over Jones doing the stuff that he did. So a lot of people, you know, booed him and hate him for that. But, you know, the guy did absolutely nothing wrong. At the same time, I think he's at the point in his career where he's like, man, I don't care. You know, I got the belt. They can feel whatever they want to feel about me. Got the belt, and I'm bringing in cash. So, mm-hmm. can't really complain about that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Um, anything else to add for, you know, this UFC 214 or just any other UFC news? No. It's, it's going to be a good pay-per-view, man. It's, Really can't mm-hmm. wait for this one. Uh, but still a little bit of UFC news. Uh, about to get into Conor McGregor. Uh, and, uh, he's going to be versing Mayweather pretty soon. Uh, just what are you guys' thoughts on the, uh, press conferences between the two? Circus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ha- have you ever watched a movie or a TV show so weird that you sit there and think, what am I watching? That's how I feel when I'm watching these things. <laughs> I, I, like, like, like Darnell said, it's a circus so big that, you know, the Ringling Brothers are wondering how they can get a piece of it. You know, it, it's, it's on, it's literally unreal. It is, I mean, they're not even press conferences. Like, yeah. it, it's, it is trash talking, name calling, finger pointing, on a level we have probably not seen. Like, granted, people aren't getting hit. There's a fight. Yeah. But it's it's just ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. There's no other word for it. Would you say it's kind of WWE-ish in a way, Darnell, or you think it went beyond that? Oh, it does. I mean, it... it it was that cartoonish, basically. But <laughs> I mean, they definitely went beyond like anything Vince McMahon would allow himself. I, I believe. I mean, they've. I mean, they've tried to touch every portion to try to either get get their fans behind them and get their detractors to want to watch them get beat up. I mean, they they've. I mean, they, I mean, every group has been 
touched by them. They, they've offended minorities. They've offended, uh, genders. They've defend, offended LGBT community. Yeah. You, you got Conor McGregor walking around in a suit with, with pinstripes saying F you and yeah. like, this is, yeah. What happens show. when you got two huge egos just colliding, man, <laughs> over some money? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, do, do you guys think, like, that they're trying too hard to hype this fight up? Like, it was already pretty hype once it got announced. I, I think this is almost like ruining the fight for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I get the passion and the fact that they're trying to draw up, you know, the crowd, but the crowd was already there. Them doing all this is childish. <laughs> like it's bad. Like I said, well, yeah, it's I with mean, the egos, man. It's you yeah, know Mayweather already done some crazy stuff alone by himself, and then McGregor too. And boom, let's add this both of them just going at each other in a, in a fight. So it's yeah. like I said, yeah, they've you know they've done a lot, but you know it's it was yeah. in a way for me it was kind of like what I expected. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they felt they needed to do this promotional tour and go to four different places because, of course, they talked about each one on all the sports shows the next day and each one they felt they had to top the the first one. So, and, and, and when it got to them trying to top themselves, all that meant was just be like more vulgar and oh, yeah. and mean or, or whatever you want to call it. It's just so it's just getting to the point where it's just like, okay, this is this is a cartoon now. Like Because yeah. like I, I watch it and I'm just like, I don't really feel like either of you guys really don't like the other. I just feel like Yeah. It's, it's just, a show. It's yeah. a script. I it's, bet it, I can it, it say seems, something crazier than you. <laughs> it, it, honestly. Doesn't it kind of seem scripted though? Like, like, and and I guess what I mean by scripted, not like someone's writing these lines for him, which I wouldn't doubt it if somebody was though. But like, like, it, it, I, I guess just just like you said, Darnell, it was all right. Let's let's have the first one, and then what are we gonna do to one up what we just did? Like, it just seems like it was supposed to be this way from the start. Well, yeah, and I mean. <laughs> Apparently, like, they, they flew together to all of these destinations. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was hearing, too, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it it really, it can't be that much beef. Yeah, if, if you want to take plane, the same plane. plane. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, that's... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, I was recapping the uh, press conference they had in London, and, like, like you said, Darnell, it's just, like, how vulgar can we get? Like, I think during a 30-second span, I heard six or seven F-words out of McGregor about, you know, Floyd Mayweather wearing heels. <laughs> like, like yeah. I don't I don't care what the guy wants to wear. I don't care if he's wearing a track suit. Like, who cares? We, like, if that's what you're picking at now, like, let's just move it on. You could have moved the fight up sooner and had less of this crap. Yeah. So, I mean... I feel at this point, anybody that's going to pay for this fight or go watch this fight, it it was long settled. I'm not sure yeah. what they really gained from these press conferences. Yeah. Uh, 
unless they're getting revenue from the tickets sold. <laughs> well, they probably were. I mean, uh, Floyd doesn't yeah. do much that he's not going to make money on. That's so true. That's true. I definitely think they probably got some cash. They probably sold tickets to all of those arenas where they were for these press conferences. So, but, I mean, outside of that for them, I mean, whoever's paying to go watch this fight is paying to go watch this fight. I mean, yeah. if anything, they, I mean, they, it's just like, get this fight over with, please. I guess that I'm, I'm, I'm just defeated on it. Just, just get us past this. I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah. Feel the same way, man. Uh, now, just with these two, like, we've already talked about them just trash talking and trying to one-up each other and everything like that. But do you guys feel as if they've went too far with their trash talk? I know uh, I've seen some media outlets saying, you know, McGregor's racist, Floyd's homophobic, you know, and all this other stuff. But, uh, do you guys think they went too far? Well, yeah. I mean, yes. I don't, I don't think it's crazy to say that. I mean, I, I get people are saying that they're trying to hype a fight. But, I mean, people may not like it, but this is a different day and age where I mean, you can call it PC, you can call it whatever you want, but the, as far as your brands go, this kind of stuff matters now. And if you... Do you really think their brands are really going to be hurt by that, though? Well, Floyd's not, but, I mean, McGregor is... He's not old. He has plenty of years to go in this. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, especially with him, I, I don't think he's racist. But it's starting to show more that he, he's fine in, in saying little things to play on somebody's race when he's fighting. I mean, he, they've shown it with Floyd. He did it with Jose Aldo. He did it with Nate Diaz. Uh, like he, he talked about going to Brazil and like saying some derogatory yeah, term about yeah. what, yeah. And then called Diaz a cholo, like because of his Spanish heritage and stuff like that. So this stuff isn't beyond McGregor, like, but you you don't want to be labeled as a racist. Yeah. I mean, Especially if, if he wants to keep building on this and have people keep watching him, you don't want to, I mean, not that the black community is, is the majority of the country, but you don't want to, you don't want to take away 15% of the population, like having no desire to watch you and, and ostracizing women as a whole by basically as many bees and hoes as they called each other and all that kind of yeah. stuff and you know you, you got Floyd throwing money up making it rain on him and yeah. calling Dana White as pimp and everything so I mean yeah they they went a few steps I mean it hasn't affected me because I, I was not planning on giving them a dollar of mine as soon as they announced this fight. Oh uh, you didn't even consider it man? <laughs> No, I have not once considered watching this fight. Oh, man. I was thinking about showing up at your house for the fight, man. Well, you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'll just piggyback off Darnell. Like, it, 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 yeah, just yes, too far. Darnell hit it all. Um, a lot of it's just completely unnecessary. Like you said, you know, I understand you're trying to hype a fight, but there still has to be a line of decency in it all, and there just isn't. 
I mean, I, I get it. Uh, you know, UFC, boxing, both are not exactly the cleanest of images to begin with, uh, just by their sport in nature. But, I mean, in terms of media outlets, in terms of, I mean, people of all ages are probably seeing this. Uh, yeah, I think there has to be some level of beasts, and there just isn't. Yeah, and just one other thing for it. Yeah. I mean, these two, they're kind of at the pinnacle of their sports. They're yeah. two of the biggest draws possible, but what if you were saying Adrian Broner or uh, Triple G and Canelo or yeah. on the UFC side, your, your Cormier or your Cain Velasquez, do you really want that to be your representation of who you, yeah. of your sport? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the kind of, yeah, these guys are going to make a ton of money off of this fight. And I, nobody doubts that. But it, do you really want just these guys to be the representation? So I look at you and be like, oh, so I mean, your sport is just full of guys like this, right? Yeah. Like, no, like, I'm not like that at all. These guys are, yeah, this, yeah, th- this yeah. is not helping either sports. Yeah. Like I said, especially since they already have a tainted image based off of what they are. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, like I said, I, I can definitely agree with both of you guys uh, uh, with what you're saying on this one. Uh, just to add something else, you know, the perspective. Uh, this coming from fighters, uh, particularly me, like some of my trash talk, the favorite trash talkers of all time would be Muhammad Ali's and Mike Tyson's. Uh, these guys got pretty vulgar uh, with some of the stuff that they said uh, during their eras. Uh, particularly, you know, coming from fighters, especially, uh, when you go out there and you fight, uh, somebody, you want to knock them out before the, uh, get into the ring with them, you want to get into their head. So, particular reason why someone might say some of these vulgar stuff, uh, vulgar things, uh, will say, you know, just to get into their head, uh, to kind of get them out of their zone, uh, so they can slip up and you can take advantage of that during the fight. Uh, you know, I was talking about, um, Previous times, like for Conor McGregor, for an instance, uh, he said some pretty vulgar stuff. Uh, how you just mentioned about Jose Aldo. I do believe that played a key role in him, uh, winning against Aldo in that fight. Um, really since that, Aldo has not really looked the same. So just from a fighting competition standpoint, uh, you definitely, you know, if you want to use that to get into your opponent's head, absolutely. But from ticket sales and stuff like that, uh, you know, you need to be careful. Uh, you know, Mayweather, he gets his money and stuff like that. But there are different communities, uh, you know, LGBT community, uh, all the different uh, races of people and everything like that. Got to be careful because, you know, Mayweather, uh, McGregor, you know, they could probably get away with that stuff. But kind of like what you said, Darnell, uh, you know, the Triple Gs, the uh, upcoming fighters in the UFC, some of them would definitely probably lose their job, uh, get fired uh, for saying some of this stuff, too. So. Just really got to be careful what you're pulling, uh, you know, what you're going to be pulling off, um, particularly like in the fighting business. But, you know, it has its disadvantages and disadvantages, you know. It could, you know, cause people to, uh, you know, come together and enjoy the fight, but it could definitely, uh, you know, cause up some tensions uh, between races and stuff like that. Because I know, like, some people were saying with this fight, uh, you know, they brought up with the whole race issue, you know, just like black versus white. You know, the white sharing from McGregor, the black sharing for uh, Mayweather and whatnot. So, got to be careful with uh, some of the rhetoric that you put out, for sure. Well, and 
Well, that's a running theme in boxing. I mean, yeah, like, like for the, for this fight, I mean, if if you definitely feel like you have a dog in this fight, this is not a fight to watch in mixed company. Right. I mean, like, I feel like us three, as far as I mean, I could care less who won it. So if I was watching with people, like, I'm not gonna have a reaction either way. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, if if I'll just put it this way. It, we're going to have a lot of people that you never knew were Irish all of a sudden sporting <laughs> flags that day. Yeah. And, and a lot of people will be uh, downplaying Floyd's transgressions against women and everything like that just to show their support. So, yeah. and, and, and those people will look like the fighters that are fighting as far as skin tone. So, yeah, I mean, and, and like I, and it's, it's weird because, like you feel like this fight should be more Team America versus Team Ireland, but this I don't think it's going to work out that way. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think I, it's going to be more race. To be honest. Yeah, I, I I would not disagree there. I think it'll play a factor, and you know, in you know, when, when we're talking about what's causing that, as much as the comments made by McGregor Mayweather have you know basically brought us to that point, like the narrative the media is throwing on it is also you know, playing a very, very big factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not it's not like the media is pulling this as a very clean image fight. Yeah. You know, they they like the drama, gives them something to write about. Um so for as much as, you know, we're gonna say that, you know, McGregor and Mayweather brought this on themselves, like us as fans need to have reality checks too and not get sucked up into it. You know, we, we can't allow ourselves to, you know, buy into, you know, racial tension or buy into, you know, homophobic sexism and anything like that. Like, if, if we if we want it to be, you know, just a boxing match, we need to treat like a boxing match, not just, you know, allow for us to get swept, wide, swept away by all the narratives that are being written on it. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, anything left to add to Mayweather McGregor or any other kind of, kind of bad sports? For the UFC? I wonder how many people get arrested at the movie theaters. Ooh, <laughs> good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah Control yourselves out there. I know tickets are going to go on sale uh, soon. As you guys know, how much uh, they say? How much? I heard forty dollars. Forty? I forty dollars. Yeah. I I heard somewhere anywhere between. Twenty-five and fifty bucks. That's what I've heard. The last article I read was most theaters would be charging forty a seat. Okay. I wonder if that's an average. Wouldn't be surprising. Pro- probably so. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, now we're about to move into the NFL for a little bit. Uh, this is talking on my man Mike Vick. I uh, made some comments last week that uh, pissed a lot of people off. Uh, terms of Colin Kaepernick, uh, we made comments saying that, you know, maybe he should cut his hair to uh, have a, a better image uh, looked at him. Uh, just, what were you guys' thoughts on thinking those comments about Colin's hair? My first thought was, why is Michael Vick talking? <laughs> like, this dude that gets busted in a dog fighting ring is out here trying to tell someone how to act. Like, one probably not your best move. But second of all, it's like, 
I do not know if Michael Vicks counts his lucky stars every night if he got a second chance in the NFL. Because he very well could have gotten the cold shoulder everybody in every organization. Um, he, he was lucky to get another shot at it. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of what he said, I, I mean, I don't read too much into it. I don't think Kaepernick's hair is doing anything bad for him. It's not doing anything good for him either. It's an irrelevant point that didn't even need to be stated. I mean, Vic came out and apologized, but it's like, was he trying to be funny? Was he like, I, I think he kind of said it as a joke, because if he kind of saw the tape on that, like, he said it, like, I think he needs to get his hair cut, and then he kind of paused, and nobody reacted, so he just moved on. Like, I think he was trying to make a joke in it. Now, granted, I'm not saying, like, that's an excuse, but, like, I, I think it was, he was waiting for a laugh or something that just never came, and it just made him look like an idiot. Well, I- I think that pause was more awkward. He, he heard what he said after yeah. it came out, and it was That's like, yeah, maybe yeah, I shouldn't yeah. say that. Yeah. He's <laughs> reaching for the words as they're leaving. Yeah. yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm, I'm of two minds on this one. Like, I, I definitely feel everybody that kind of gave him grief for it, just like, like, why are you saying this? And like, what is this? What does his hair have to do with anything as far as this goes? But on the other hand, he was, I think Vic was just trying to give suggestions from his own playbook that he used after he got out of jail. So, cause I mean, cause on one, one hand, you could say, like, Mike, how hypocritical are you? Like, you were Mr. Cornrow and Afro. Yeah. When you came into the league, when you were lighting up the league, this is how your hair looked. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't get what you're getting at here, but you know, when he went to jail and tried to go through his whole transformation, that was one of the first things he did. He, he got a haircut and, uh, dropped, dropped the braids and everything and, you know, went on his apology tour. But yeah. I don't think he thought about it was like, Colin Kaepernick didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's not getting a job because he took a a political stance that a bunch of people just don't agree with. Uh, and well, a bunch of people with the money to pay him for his job don't agree with. Uh, yeah. So I mean that that that's where I'm just kind of like I don't think I don't think what Vic said was well thought out. Uh, he, he didn't look at factors here. Is like <laughs> yeah, you you went to prison. You yeah. You like the stories, but you were electrocuting dogs and stuff like this, dude. Yeah. Like this guy took a knee during a national anthem and and explained what the whole stance was about, and has put his money where his mouth is and is doing all kinds of charitable work. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I think that's kind of night and day from putting dogs in fights, and if they lose, murdering. Yeah. Like, like, come on, like you you gotta you gotta be smarter than this, and. Yeah. I mean, did you see? Did you see the tape of it? You know, yeah. So you you saw him saying it, like, you know, he kind of got that glare over his face after he said it too. Kind of like, I just said that, <laughs> you know. And you know, to 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 your point, it's just like sometimes 
the wrong person gives the advice. And I just think that's how this got portrayed. Like, it's not that it was terrible advice. Like, like you said, he's just trying to, you know, hey, here's what happened to me. Here's where I came from. Like, and that's fine and everything. But once again, taking a knee versus illegal actions are two, two very different camps to be coming from here. So to me, I think it's just the wrong person giving advice. I mean, I, I get it. Vic probably trying to be helpful and everything, but I, I, I just think it needed to come from another source. Yeah, or or this should have been advice given in a one-on-one setting. Not yeah, yeah, because I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely say I don't feel like Vic was trying to be uh, malicious in his statement or anything. I don't, I don't think he was trying to to mock cap or anything like that. I, I do think he was being sincere in what he said. Just like I said, I just don't think it was well thought out. Uh, but I mean, as far as I know, they used to be like reasonably yeah. friendly, yeah. uh, Vic and Kaepernick. So this is one of those ones where you probably should just call a cap suggestion. You don't got to take it. But when I was going through my troubles, one of the things I think kind of helped out, I mean, I, I can understand it's like it's one of those terrible things to say just because, I mean, no, you shouldn't be judging a book by its cover. But, you know, that Afro, a lot of a lot of white people see it and it's like, oh, he's trying to show black power and be intimidating. So why don't you try to cut your hair? It might make you look a little better as far as approaching a job. Uh, so I, I do understand in a way where he was trying to come from there, but wrong, wrong messenger for the message and not the place for the message either. Was that first take? Uh, uh spots. Uh, oh, so it was yeah. undisputed? No, it was the herd, but, uh, oh, Whit- oh, the Whitlock herd, was, yeah, speak for your, Whitlock yeah, was stepping in or something okay. like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I know it was. I remember, but yeah, I mean, in reality, you're you're spot on there. Now that should have been a one on one. Yeah, totally. Uh, just kind of like how I've been feeling. Uh, for uh, just make it real quick. Uh, Michael Vick, I think he didn't really. You know, he's retired. I don't think he left the NFL on the right terms in which he wanted to leave. I still felt as if he probably had something else to offer. I know right now um, he's, uh, with news coming out, I think he's trying to get a coaching job for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I think. Andy Reid just brought him on as a consult, quarterback consultant or something like that. Yeah. So I think that he still, like, wants to be a part of the NFL. So yeah. I think with him seeing how people and owners and, you know, GMs have felt about Colin Kaepernick and how he can't, uh, you know, get an offer from any team right now, uh, to come play with them. I think part of me, you know, feels that Vic was like, okay, let me just say something that, you know, won't offend these, uh, you know, GMs or owners or anything like that because Colin Kaepernick is still getting a lot of flack. So I could possibly, you know, still get like a job or something like that from the NFL because I still feels as if he probably yeah. wants to play or wants to be a part of the team somewhere. And I think if he would have said, okay, you know, oh, I side with Kaepernick or something like that, he probably could have turned a lot of teams off. So 
I think part of that, too, a little bit, man, is how I feel. I think part of that, he was just trying to, you know, suck up a little bit to uh, some of the uh, owners and whatnot. Yeah, you know, but but you also watch the whole thing unfold, and you just kind of think, like, Man, Vic, why couldn't you just dodge that question like a lot of other good True. interviewees yeah. do? Like, he, he could have, I feel like that whole conversation could have gone a completely different direction, but he kind of fed right into the hands of the interviewer. True. Uh, which, I mean, I guess for any interviewer, that's kind of, you know, your dream, if you will. You know, you get a guy to kind of start slipping what he's saying, and you, and you just start basically foaming at the mouth with it. Um, oh yeah, they and, knew they had a sound bite as soon as that oh, was yeah. done. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, like for for Fox Sports, like that's grade A stuff. Yeah, perfect. But you know, and and I think Vic will look back and just be like, maybe I need to, you know, refresh myself. What it's like to be in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, be in front of the microphone. I do. Do you guys think Vic kind of knows he slipped up a little there? Oh, I mean, well, yeah, that was, uh, that's, but, that's well, why he jumped back on Twitter trying to put a statement out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, but now, granted, like in the world of professional sports, like putting out an apology statement is just kind of the thing to do. You know what I mean? So, like, I wonder how much of me or how much of him, like, is really like, all right, hey man, my bad. Like, probably shouldn't have said that. And how much of it's just, all right, now I need to come out with an apology for my image. Well, I, granted, I mean, it's I, both. I, it's both. I was going to say, I think everybody's right on this one. Like, he definitely, he he still wants to be a part of the NFL family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and as much as he's done to improve his image from his past transgressions, he knows he can't make too many of missteps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and and he's keeping himself in the good graces with the NFL. But on a little more of a personal deal with him, he he's he's hurting his stance with the the black community a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, it, you got to remember this is the, also one of the first guys that stood up for uh, Riley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. When true, when, true. when he was at the country concert saying he'll yeah. He'll fight every N word in the place, and is like you're sticking up for that, but you're telling Colin Kaepernick yeah, he needs to do something to fix himself. Like I forgot all about that, buddy. Yeah. But on, on so, top of that, like where's Riley Cooper now? <laughs> that's true, but I'm. But I mean, yeah. after he stood up for him that God. season, uh, yeah. Riley Riley Cooper got an extension after that season. If you well, and, and that's it. But but I think that's kind of my point. Like, Cooper, yeah. we haven't heard of where Cooper's at. In, yeah, I don't even know how long. And the thing yeah. is, like, and now there's a guy that, like, within your own community that needs help. You're kind of turning on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, step alongside of him. Don't step in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, yeah. Just. Like, I just wish it would have played out a little differently for for the sake of Kaepernick and for the sake of that. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Totally. All right, guys, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, you guys think it's over for him or do you still have faith that he'll get on a team or what? How do you, what do you guys think? He, the, his last chance, I think, is 
you know, once we're a few weeks into the season, say some teams are just looking rough or somebody gets hurt. Some some quarterback gets hurt. I think some people might start looking at him to see. I, I think the main thing right now is just some time has to pass to where yeah. the necessity can come where sometimes need will get you past some of the backlash you feel you may get. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a team that's on the cusp where you're doing well enough to sneak into the playoffs, but you have that injury at quarterback. He's a guy that could probably steady the ship and get you there, uh, depending on the system you run. But yeah, it's it's just getting to the point where at this point, and um, the quarterbacks that have already been signed that you know can't hold a candle to them, it's like yeah, it, it, it's looking doubtful. Yeah, you know it's bad when the Chargers are calling up RG three. Yes. Like, like, let's just be totally honest here. Between the two, who should get the first workout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should, it should be Kaepernick. For sure. Now, he did have a workout with Seattle and they chose to go a different direction. I, I understand, but I, I don't like that. RG3 is getting a call before him. That does not make things look good for Camp Kaepernick here. Um, yeah. Is it over? No. I don't, I don't think it's really ever over. Uh, but, but it's definitely not in his favor. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, anything else to add, uh, for Baker Kaepernick? Nah. Okay, now we're about to go into some NBA. Uh, first thing we're about to talk about is what the hell is going on with these Cleveland Cavaliers, guys. <laughs> I, I, I would have not, yeah, I, I would have not thought that this team would have been falling apart like this. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I, I think, you know, we talked about earlier, egos get in the way. You know, we talked about that with UFC, with you know, the boxing. I think we can even talk about it here. You know, Kyrie Irving is just not having it anymore. And I, I don't really understand why. Like, pe- people have said, well, what's going to be a good situation for him to go into? And I'm sitting here going, I don't know a better situation than playing with LeBron James. Unless you're going to Golden State. I mean, I, I think he's giving up more than he's going to gain here. Uh, I don't. I mean, all right, whatever. He he has he has beef. Like that's fine. Have beef, but still realize where you're at and how good you have it. Yeah. Um, I I don't see him going to any situation better than Cleveland. Uh, I don't see him. I mean, if he goes west, he's just going to be chasing Golden State. If he goes east, at least the only thing he has to possibly worry about is Boston. Um, now I, I get it. It's, it's tough to go to the finals and lose that. That's just tough. Um, I mean, I don't know from experience or anything, but I can only imagine that that is very tough. Uh, I mean, LeBron's at a point in his career where he's passing more than anything else. You're a guy that likes to shoot, that likes to score. So you have a dis- distributing LeBron James. And you're averaging north of 20 a game. I mean, 
if you want the franchise to be yours, wait it out. Uh, LeBron will either go somewhere else or retire by the time, you know, he, he's too old to take over a franchise. So, Kyrie Irving would be a lot smarter to wait this out rather than demand a trade and possibly never make it to the finals ever again. Yeah, I mean, the the news that's just flowing out on this one is crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of understand it since it's, it's come out that uh, Kobe's been mentoring Kyrie a little bit here. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I think some of that's coming out where it's like, man, you the man. You don't need to stand with nobody else. Like, you need to get your own team and, and set up like yeah. that. Like this is, this is like when when Kobe asked for his trade, when uh he was tired of being with Shaq, yeah, yeah. and and from there, we, I mean they they ended up trading uh trading Shaq, and he got his own team, but mm-hmm. that's not happening in Cleveland. Uh, Kyrie's only shot is to get out on his own. Uh, does it happen? I don't know. Uh. I don't. I don't think it's in the best interest of Cleveland, and uh, I don't know if they get equal value uh, for him uh, and his his destinations where he wants to go. I'm not sure how willing the other play, places will be to give up enough to to send him off outside of maybe New York. But I mean, all that's going to be is draft picks and cash considerations, probably. You know, be uh, I guess. The news that needs to be shared here is the fact that Cleveland did get Derrick Rose. Like, I, I think that is a very interesting move, um, especially since, you know, Kyrie's wanting to be traded. That makes it look like that they're actually going to try to trade him. Um, then LeBron comes out and kind of sounds off on Kyrie a little bit. What was it on his Instagram story or something? Yeah. Uh, so that, that really makes me think that they're actually going to trade him. But before they even got Derrick Rose, you know, one point I made to a couple people was that since LeBron's return to Cleveland, he's had that front office by the balls. And if he said, if he says don't trade Kyrie, even if he wants to be traded, they would not trade Kyrie. And just because Kyrie wants to be traded doesn't mean they're going to trade him. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of looking at it like it's not necessarily what Kyrie wants here. It's what LeBron's going to want. As long as LeBron's there, it's, it's running by him. I mean, the head coaching decision went through LeBron. Why wouldn't this go through LeBron too? Um, and uh, and on top of that, like you were saying, Darnell, the destinations that it's sounding like Kyrie would like to be at, uh, I don't think they'd, they'd be willing to give up what it would take. Because, you know, I heard it said by somebody, and I forgot who it was, all right, say LeBron leaves uh, in free agency. So he's gone. That whole entire bench can retire because they're all old. And who does that leave them with? Kevin Love? Derrick Rose? Well, Derrick Rose is only on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like like I said, Kyrie would be smarter to wait this out. Because uh, on the flip of a dime, three-fourths of this roster could be out. 
Well, I wonder if it's just come back to, like, is, is a bridge burned with the front office with Kyrie just because uh, he, he signed that big extension with Cleveland before LeBron came where it looked like they were, yeah, we're about to make you our centerpiece and build around you. But then LeBron came back and was like, okay, sorry, sorry, Kyrie, but, you know, it's LeBron, so. Yeah, we, we like you, but this is not your team right now. Uh, so, I mean, and other reporting that's coming up is, I mean, I, I can understand somebody getting sick of how much power one player can hold and with all the decisions that he makes. And LeBron can be quite passive-aggressive with stuff, as shown by the Instagram posts and everything. And he he's good for subtweeting his teammates during the season about what they're doing and 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 he called out the team saying that they didn't have enough to win a championship earlier in the year. He was right. Yeah. But I mean but I mean LeBron's always he he's always making statements like that. He doesn't call out people singular about things. Sometimes you can read into it and tell who he's talking about like he's He's got at Kevin Love over social media about stuff and the song that he was playing on his his Instagram thing was clearly directed at Kyrie. Uh, but it is a Meek Mill song. Just, oh, okay. I, I don't even remember what it's called, but if you listen to the lyric, like he he played played it at the exact time to where whatever he was saying was like, okay, he's clearly talking about Kyrie here. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I, I'm kind of with you, Ty. I mean, every report is saying LeBron is not staying. So, and honestly, if, if that was the case, if he was to leave and they have that much of a disposable bench that could all basically drop themselves like Kyrie, like you're, you're on a team where you will be the centerpiece. They will have to build around you and they're going to have a ton of salary cap to do it. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I don't think anybody would be mad if they shipped off Kevin Love to some team that's lower in the East or West and get maybe a, a first round pick off of them too. Like, I think that would be fitting, but, I mean, I don't know how patient he wants to be about it. And, like I said, sometimes you get to a point where you just don't want to be somewhere. And, yeah, and I, I really don't get how anybody, especially LeBron, like, deals with Dan Gilbert with the stuff that he's done and is doing again right now, like, won't pay a GM. You, you fire a GM that got you to two finals and, and a championship. Or, or you don't renew his contract or whatever you say. The, and then the, the GM that you want to bring in, you give him a, a offer that's two million less than what the starting pay is. Like, what if, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for LeBron, Cleveland would be the Knicks. Yeah. Was, <laughs> was that offered to, uh, Chauncey Billup? Yeah. Yeah. Starting starting pay for a yeah. GM is supposed to be like four mil a year. They offered him two. Yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, there was also the big report that this whole Kyrie Irving saga drove him out too. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cha- Chauncey, like Chauncey's no fool. No, like he knows that a dysfunctional team quickly turns into a dysfunctional franchise. 
kick him right out for it, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, like, I... I just look at the whole thing and just wonder, is a change of scenery going to be that much better for Kyrie Irving? And what situation can he go to that's better than playing with LeBron James? I just don't see it. Uh, yeah, I don't think there is one. I mean, it, I think it's going to end up, if he does get traded, I think this will be a situation where Kyrie might be help, happy because maybe he gets somewhere where he's looked at more as the man, but I think we get back to a point where it was like, buddy, LeBron was covering up a lot of your deficiencies. Yeah. I hope you know that. Like, yeah, you were, you were playing with a, a six nine small forward that is a point guard, so you doesn't really have to play point guard. So you could do all of that dribbling and get into the lane. Like yeah. we, we we know what Kyrie is good at. He's a very good offensive player. He needs shots. He dribble, but I mean, for a lot of teams, that like that's a recipe for having a team that's sub five hundred, which is what Cleveland was before LeBron got there. Yeah. And you know, it, and it's kind of funny because. Even the teams were hearing that he could go to, you know, you're, we're here in Portland. We're hearing Minnesota. Like, one, Portland is Damian Lillard already. The Timberwolves just traded for Jimmy Butler. Like, does he want his own team or doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, well, I'm, yeah, one of the teams was the Spurs. Yeah, the like, other was the Spurs. So it's like, none of these are, his team. So what does he really want out of this? I mean, I, I think it comes down to he honestly is just sick of playing with LeBron. I mean, yeah. that's the only way I could see it. Yeah, because yeah. you can't say I want to I want to go somewhere where I'm the focal point. One of the teams you want to go to is the Spurs, where <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of the top three players well, in the league well, is, and and the best coach in basketball is there. Yeah, it's like, like no, you're Popovich, not going to be the man. Yeah, like well, Popovich and, doesn't even play like star basketball. Like everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're he not really make gonna looking like a star here. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't make anybody the focal point. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, now, what did you guys think about uh, before I talk about LeBron wanted to? You know, fight Kyrie Irving and everything like that. Put it on pay per view. Might as well, man. <laughs> if, if McGregor Mayweather could sell, so could this. <laughs> oh, this would de- well, it would definitely sell. Yeah, like, yeah. The, I mean, do like, a press conference to it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was mainly just words. I mean, yeah. I I really don't feel like LeBron is that type where. I mean, I, I really don't feel like he's like a really a fighter like that anyway. He should ignite or something, man. <laughs> I mean, he he ha- he holds that kind of power over the NBA. Yeah. But I mean, I, I really think if he he really got into a fight with somebody that's not scared to fight him, that if they're close to his size, I don't think I don't think LeBron just works people like that. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. he would, he would beat up Kyrie just because I mean that's like a hundred pound weight difference, yeah. pretty much, but. But, you know, I mean, like, I'll go back to last year. I, I think if, if him and Draymond would have squared up last year, I don't think it would have went well for LeBron. Can't fight crazy, man. Draymond yeah. got that crazy in him. <laughs> Can't fight crazy. But, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I'm with that. I think it was just words. I don't, I, I think we'll too much into that. Like, 
heated exchange, let it be what it is, yeah. cool down after. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those, I mean, Trey, you know, it's been times I looked at you and I said, I, I could smack the shit out of you right now. <laughs> I'm not going to go and do it. Yeah. But, yeah, man. But, I mean, you pissed. Yeah. Especially like LeBron, man, for him to, you know, have this, uh, people burn his jersey in Cleveland, then go into Miami, go back to Cleveland, win a championship, and then just see everything that he's helped, you know, put together to win, just start to just slowly fall and crumble apart. There's going to be some frustration towards that. So, you know, I definitely believe, you know, he could have said that, but, you know, I don't think he was about to, you know, run up on him waiting outside his house and let the world start on anything like that. So, yeah, just think it was just some words between uh, LeBron. Yeah, and, you know, as the face of the NBA right now, I don't think he would do that to himself. I don't think he'd do that to the NBA. As the as the uh, vice president of the Players Association, I don't think he would have done anything to jeopardize that. Um, LeBron's a smart dude; like he's not actually going to go out there and jack somebody. Yeah. Well, and 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 LeBron is definitely a a brand first. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Type of person. Exactly. Like, yep. He he's not ruining his image for for nothing. No, nope. he's very strategic. So yep. yeah, this was just. I mean, like I said, I, I do feel like he said it, but I think it was just in a way like if I walked across him right now, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Like just one of those type statements, but he actually said he would beat him up. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't sweat that at all. Yeah. Just one thing, like I know LeBron's just, you know, probably just real frustrated stuff right now. But still, he's LeBron James. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of players out there that when they get a chance to with my plan with a guy like him. So. It could, you know, it's looking rough now, but during the end, you know, it could really pay off. Just get some other players looking out there. So. But all right, guys, uh, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, Ty, but what were your thoughts on the Cavs getting D-Rose? Really? Like, I, I think I'm more frustrated over it than anything. Like, you're telling me you can't get another point guard to come play with LeBron. You're getting the guy that is LeBron's injured. Point, man. He don't need another point guard. That's true. <laughs> so then you're getting a guy who's labeled as a point guard, scored over 18 points a game with a terrible team, and can't do much to stay healthy on the floor. <laughs> like, the, I get it. You need somebody and you need somebody quick. Oh, let's go get Derrick Rose. But I think what frustrates me the most is... ESPN start bringing it up like, oh, oh yeah, you got, <laughs> got a former MVP. <laughs> like eight years ago, yeah. you know, like they, what is it? They had the picture of Golden State and then a picture of Durant holding the MVP trophy and a picture of Cleveland yeah. and Derek Rose holding the MVP trophy and they captioned the picture, well, it worked for Golden State. Are you <laughs> really comparing Hey, it, it was a slow day at work, man. They had to do Jeez. something. It had yeah. to be a troll job. They had to be. <laughs> I think they actually think it'll work. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. If this will be the most rest Eric Rose ever gets in his career, he's going to be sitting out every other night. Um, I he'll have to be healthy to help this team. Uh, it makes me wonder if 
they're going to hold on to Darren Williams. It makes me wonder if they're going to bring up. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they're going to bring up Kay Felder. Like Derek Rose could not have been our best case scenario pick here. Like, wow. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking for Cleveland here. Like, I'm frustrated for them. Like, like, let me put it this way: if the Pistons went out and got Derek Rose, I would be done with that franchise. I would be absolutely done. Like, like, can you not see what Derrick Rose has done over the last three seasons and realize that he is probably not going to help you? Like, nothing against Derrick Rose, man. Like, he did win an MVP, but he's also missed extended lengths of time. He has looked terrible. I do think going to the Knicks was good for him because it gave him an opportunity to build himself up without much pressure. But got overtaken by Jimmy Butler. Now he's coming to a team where he can, I guess for lack of a better term, fall into the background a little bit. Uh, you know, play behind LeBron, play behind Kevin Love. If Kyrie stays behind Kyrie. Uh, but with them getting... Derrick Rose, it makes me think that Kyrie has to be gone. But the only benefit there is they uh, they got Derrick Rose on what is the veterans minimum? Yeah, two and a half. So that's a solid move by the Cavs to get him cheap. But I really hope they don't expect to throw this guy in the starting lineup. Well, I mean, if if Kyrie is gone, they have no choice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean that's that's their starting point guard if they trade him unless they yeah. unless they like work out something with Minnesota. And I well no because Ruby is Rubio still there? No, they sent him Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah, I don't I don't know how they figure that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but when I saw they were talking to him, this was before the Kyrie news came out, and. The thought was that they would get him on a lower, because I mean the ridiculousness that Derrick Rose was shopping for a max contract was funny enough. Uh, oh, he was shopping for a max. Oh yeah, he he still thought he might be able to get a max deal out of oh, some man. Yeah, yeah, because he <laughs> since he since he averaged eighteen with the Knicks, like he thought some people <laughs> were going to look at that and go, "Oh, maybe he still has it." <laughs> He's oh, an MVP, man. you know. Yeah. An MVP. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when, when I heard he was negotiating with Cleveland, I was like, that's not horrible. I mean, you're just going to have – I mean, it's, it's basically going to be a, a lower version of your starting point guard coming in. and Instant offense, but can't guard anybody and a lot less explosive, but it works. But they were still going to have to try to find somebody that could spell LeBron and, and give him some rest. But but now, like I said, that Kyrie wants out. I still don't think it's a horrible pickup just because they got him on the cheap. But it's not like, <laughs> I mean, it's not a world changing move. I mean, so if if they trade Derrick Rose, they have. I mean, if they trade Kyrie, they have a. I mean, it's, it's sad to say since. Derrick Rose is a former MVP, but they have the poor man's Kyrie Irving backing yeah. him up right now. So, uh, <laughs> Here, here's so I mean, uh, go ahead and finish it. 
Well, I was just going to say, so I, I guess that's the saving grace of, of this yeah. pickup. Here's a scenario for you guys. Cleveland ships off Kyrie Irving. Insert Derrick Rose in the starting lineup. Is Boston the favorite in the East? Are, are they, are they better than Cleveland without Kyrie Irving? I don't know, just because, I mean, they I still... Say, yeah. it, it's, I would say I would say this. I think it's closer than we'd be willing to admit. If if you think Cleveland's still better, I still think it's closer than you'd be willing to admit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say Cleveland in six or seven. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, like I say, Ky- Kyrie is, is still a lot better than Derrick Rose. But, like I said, they're similar style of play. But I mean, outside of that, those two games—the one that Boston won and the one that they kept it kind of close—they yeah. beat them by like twenty every other game. Yeah, you're right. You know, so but, yeah. But but I mean, with with Hayward now, I mean that's, that 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 does make things a little different. So yeah. well, I, I mean, a possibility. To be fair, it's not like I don't think Hayward can guard LeBron. Oh no! Nobody's gonna. Nobody's no. saying that. So, <laughs> okay. so, you know, I think the way the way I view it is, I would like Boston's roster a lot more, like a lot more. But you know, and the LeBron factor still gets you two games, three games in a series. Uh, but my only thing would be like, I don't know that I could trust. I wouldn't be able to trust Boston to play a ton of defense, and I wouldn't trust Cleveland to get a source of anything outside of LeBron. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I, I would say they're more equal than it's ever been in the East, especially if Kyrie's out. Like I think, I think it would be Golden State versus one of those two. Like, I mean, I know it boils down to that this year, but I think that that would be. A way more intriguing series. Like I think that that Boston becomes a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference, even though I think they still get smoked by Golden State. 